Drive All Night is supported by listeners like you. To find out how you can help, please visit patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos. There you'll learn what exciting rewards we're offering for your support. Again, that's patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos to help us continue to make high quality and Torytainment for you. You know, this is what to me the Holy Grail was. People were looking for the female part of God, the vessel, the womb. In truth, many scholars believe that I've been reading quite a bit. And um, I said, you know, I had a cup of tea with Lucifer. I need to go have a cup of tea now with Muhammad. And uh, we, we've got to get this female thing happening in balance. We like the guys. Guys are good. But that's not all there is, you know. Hey, everybody. You're listening to Drive All Night, the songs of Tori Amos. We are your hosts. I'm Ephraim Jr. And I'm David Anderson. And on today's episode, we're talking about London Girls, a B-side from Tori's third album, Boys for Pele. Some people sing about Deutsche girls, the girls from California. They might be all right for a night, all right, but I don't trust them, I warn you. I've been to the east and I've been out west and I've been the world around But I ain't seen a lie anywhere near the girl from a London town Give me a London girl every time Hi, David. Hi, Eve. How are you? I'm doing great. Oh, you look great. <sighs> you smell great. Mm. You feel great. Like your energy. The sea air agrees with me, I think. Yeah, we're on a retreat. Yeah. So, you know, we've just been lounging around. Knocking out these B-sides. Drinking Mai Tais. We're trying to keep it loose. I just go in the booth and I'm like, hit record. Let's hit see record. what happens. Let's just see what happens. Every time David goes in the booth, we press record. I'm a bit of an idiot savant. How's life? I'm trying not to think about life. We're in the bubble. We're in the creative retreat bubble. Fair. Life doesn't Fair. matter. This retreat has been good for my skin and good for my hair. You're glowing. I'm also pregnant. Mm. Is it mine? No. <laughs> Is it yours? No. Well, this has raised a lot of questions. <laughs> we're not even through Act 1. Good Lord. We're very excited because we're going to be talking to a real-life London girl today. Her name is Priya Sen. Exotic. And we met her on tour in the last tour, and we're just going to have her say words because she's got a British accent. <laughs> Did you book her on the spot when you met her? We yes. need a London girl. We You're the one. one. <laughs> I mean, we know a lot of London girls that we didn't ask, but Priya, Priya is a top-notch London gal. Mm. When we met, she's like, I love your show, but here's some notes. <laughs> she pulled out her notebook. Oh, my God. And gave what? me like six pages of notes. And I crave notes. Don't get me wrong. I'm a director. I love giving notes, but I can also receive a note. Oh, what did she have to say? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, you took it to heart. But we'll be, we'll be talking to London girl Priya later. It's very exciting. Priya. Your time has come. Um, we should talk about something very, very important and very, very sad. Let's start there. So we had been trying to book an interview with Chaz and Dave for this episode, of course. We tried to book this interview a long time ago. Um, and we had been in conversation with them. Um, they had just released a new album. And so their, I guess their agent or their manager was responding to our emails saying like this would be perfect because they're on their press tour. Let's set it up. Let's set it up. And then our emails went unanswered for a time, um, just suddenly stopped. Turns out that Chaz Hodges has passed away 
and he passed away um, a while ago. We're recording this a little later than we thought because, you know, we took a little time off last year. So this is coming out later than we thought, but we'd been planning the interview last year. So Chaz Hodges has passed away, um, and I want to read a little bit from his obituary. Singer-songwriter and pianist who was half of the popular duo Chaz and Dave, famed for their Rockney style of music. That's how he's described. Rockney was the name given to the fusion of vintage rock and roll music and Cockney lyrics, pioneered by Chaz and Dave from the 1970s onwards. The singer and pianist Chaz Hodges, who has died age 74 after suffering from esophageal cancer, and bass guitarist Dave Peacock scored hit records such as Rabbit, Gurcha, and Ain't No Pleasin' You, as well as composing songs to celebrate Tottenham, Hotspur's Cup successes. Their big break came from a series of television commercials for Courage Beer in the late 70s and early 80s, which used eight of their songs as soundtracks. The duo also became favorites of many television producers. They were given their own Christmas special in 1982, with guests including Eric Clapton, which was extended to an ITV series called Chaz and Dave's Knees Up. And they often appeared on the children's Saturday morning show Tiz Was. Um, We'll link to this in our show notes because it goes on for a little while longer. But yeah... Say what you will about pub music or Rockney, I guess. But I loved Chaz and Dave. I loved their humor. And if you've ever watched the old YouTube videos of them playing, oh, man, it's fun. It's incredible that they pioneered their own genre, really. They created their own, yeah. Much like us. (laughs) We're creating our own sound. Yes. That's a terrible way to start out an episode, but we did want to pay tribute a little bit to the man behind the music. Yeah, it's obviously important to acknowledge that and acknowledge their work in its own right. But these songs are also part of, let's say, the creative stew Mm -hmm. of Boys for Pele, Mm -hmm. too, right? An album that's important to us. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's sort of informed the behind the scenes world of that project. And as we'll go on to talk about in this episode, I think the song is very meaningful to Tori in a way, whether or not she was a fan of the song before, I think this is a very special moment for her and her future husband. Mm-hmm. And we'll explore this throughout the episode, but if it's important to her, it should be important to us. So I hope that Chaz is up there somewhere. Having a pint. Surrounded by London girls, <laughs> the best in the world. Gotta have one every time. We're going to do a little Chaz and Dave tribute, but before that, we'd like to say hello and thank you to all our Patreon supporters. We have a ton to talk about, David. Are you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. We couldn't do it without all of our Patreon supporters. Patreon.com slash Songs of Tori Amos, if you're itching to be one. And our web mistress, Amanda Hawkins, who handles our website, she just revamped the supporter page. So if you haven't looked at your supporter page in a while, you should go over to songsoftoryamus.com and check out your supporter page. If you are a supporter, you get your own entry into the Tori Amos registry. That's what I call it. It's insane. See those glamour shots all lined up? Yes. It's as amazing as the Tori poster with the color palette all in a grid like that. Nice plug, David. Songsoftoryamus.com slash store. We still have some posters available. (laughs) Um, That's what David is referencing, the poster designed by Michael Morrison. But let's talk about our Patreon supporters. We'd like to welcome Lindsay Anderson. Sister from another mister. Alicia Scholl. Head like a Scholl. James Burtz. Burtz and Ernie's. Jessica Wren Butler. Pass. This is like Pyramid. <laughs> Phoebus Purple. Very Phoebus. 
Phoebus Purple uh, entered at the $2 level and then jumped up to our $10 level in oh the same Oh my God, day. what did we do to deserve that? I don't and how do know. we do it again? Thank you, Phoebus Purple. How do we Purple. keep doing it? Lovisa Aspenberg, welcome back. Andrew Cherry jumped up to our $10 level. Still the sweetest cherry in our apple pie. Shane Bettenhausen jumped up to our $10 level. I bet the Hausen. Andrea Adams jumped up to our $10 level. Andrea O'Dams. Eric Lane jumped up to our $10 level. Stay in your own lane. New patron supporter, Jimmy Nabbler. Want a little bite, just a little nabble. Sarah Claus jumped up to our $10 level. I'm invoking the little known Sarah Claus. Oh, enough with this lawyer speak, David. <laughs> New patron, Tom Christopherson. Pass. Hi, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we say when david can't come up with anything no okay new patron supporter aaron morrison i'd like a little more hi a... tom <laughs> <laughs> new patron but old friend drew color color me happy color me something with drew april anderson just jumped up to our ten dollar level another sister hi april we're a dime a dozen oh i get why you said sister for Lindsay anderson I thought you knew her like intimately, this like a eyebrow, sister. Eyebrow stuff. Oh, because <laughs> your name's Anderson. Right. Oh, I get nice it. Nice to meet you, Eve. New patron supporter, Jamie Robertson. Or Jaime Robertson. So many Andersons, Robertsons, bring your sons. New patron supporter, Owen McEwen. Oh, oh, Owen. Hmm. New patron, Heather Allen, who we interviewed on our Crucify episode. You can go back there and listen to her wonderful interview, one of my favorites in recent memory. Hi, Tom. And then new patron, Danny Pavry, who gave us this crazy, he sent us a direct message on Twitter today and gave us his crazy thought on the silly songs from the Caudalite's Knee single. Would you like to hear this? Yeah. So I'm going to put this here. I think that we're going to start doing an update section in, the, in each episode where we talk about like, if we find out something new about an old song, we should have like a spot in each episode where it's like sure. update if we have something new you can play like a hard-hitting news yeah or that like we'll just do that okay do it again danny said my theory is that the codlites knees silly songs are linked and were about mr jim maybe as a tribute to someone who taught her where those boys can climb when they've got a spell or in other words when you've caught a little achoo from them so I think they appear in chronological order. This old man is when she first knew Mr. Jim, just as an old man. Hungarian wedding song. I think when Tori talks about the pissant song that Susie played and then Tori replayed it, I think the pissant song was Hungarian wedding dance or a simplified version of it. So Tori is replaying it from memory on the piano for us, taking us to that moment, just as she's replaying the memory of that moment in her head. And it's pivotal in her development. So she remembers when Mr. Jim became a figure in her childhood. Toodles Mr. Jim is obviously her tribute when she finds out he's died. Graveyard paired with this old man and Toodles on another version of the single. Once he's gone, she says goodbye as an adult to that old man. It's a stretch, but I think it kind of makes sense. The second thing I wanted to talk about on the Hungarian Wedding Song episode, the whole noun verb thing came up again, and it's time I put in my two cents. He says, I personally always thought of it as a noun and never considered it as a verb. But once the prospect was raised, it made me realize that it's both. Building is a gerund, a verb that's also a noun. Tori is known for her wordplay. One of the reasons I and so many others love her. And I think she purposely chose the word because it can be taken in multiple ways. So I propose that everyone is right. You can't have your cake and eat it too, Danny. Yeah, it's rather slippery of you. Right. <laughs> An answer befitting of Tori herself. Right. It's everything. It's nothing. Are you her spin doctor? Are you writing her meet and greet speeches? Mm-hmm. 
okay, well, most of that email was very interesting. <laughs> However, it is a noun, and I think we've all come to agree with that. Right, David? Thank you. Let's get into our Chaz and Dave tribute. Here's a little bit of, just a little montage of Chaz and Dave things. Enjoy. They've toured with the Beatles, opened for Led Zeppelin, and been sampled by the world's leading hip-hop artists. In a career spanning more than 50 years, pretty much the entire history of British pop, they've survived by ignoring passing fashions and doggedly forging a path true to their roots. This is the story of Charles Nicholas Hodges and David Victor Peacock, though you may know them by another name. Gertje was Chaz and Dave's first top 20 hit back in 1979. Its success was largely thanks to a beer advert. More hits followed. Rabbit, The Sideboard Song, Snooker Loopy. Chaz and Dave became household names. And it all started here in London's East End. 22nd of September 2018 was... A very sad day, not just for me personally, but for the Tottenham right. fan base. There's been a lot of songs written about uh, Californian girls and uh, dodgy girls and all that. So we thought for a change, we wrote a little tune about London girls. Because uh, they don't mind or nothing when you uh, come home, stand your socks up in the corner and all that. Here we go. Now some people sing about dodgy girls and girls from California. They might be all right for a night, all right, but don't trust them, I warn you. I've been to the east and I've been out west and I've been all the world around. But I ain't seen them come anywhere near the girls from London town. The man is completely ingrained into the Tottenham way of life, the Tottenham thinking, the Tottenham philosophy. He was an incredibly uh, great man, he was a gentleman. He had time for everyone, no matter what level of life you came from, whether you were struggling down at the bottom or whether you were thriving at the very top. Marry a girl from London town, you know you can trust them. Build on your socks and wash your men, your trousers, if you bust them. They're all good cooks and they got good looks and they won't leave you a dance. I'm gonna find a London girl and find it all. Of Chaz Hodges passing, felt very personal, like losing a family member. Chaz and Dave brought out a cultural pride of being working class company with music that reminded you of your parents or your grandparents. Uh, rest in peace, you know, for what a lovely guy he was and uh, forever will be missed uh, from all of us fans, the club itself, and uh, yeah. What I do 
knows that the people in heaven, they will be having a whale of a time. Chaz will be singing Nozzy's Dream, and um, I, I don't wish I was there singing it with them, but I've sang it with them down here, and I know how wonderful it makes you feel. Chaz and Dave covered some of their songs, Love Them. I always try and do some cover versions that are different. I was really interested in this pub band in England that um, America doesn't really know much about, Chaz and Dave. Do any of you know that? They were like a pub band. And I thought, I did Nirvana, I did Zeppelin, I did the Stones. It was time to do Chaz and Dave. He's going to be sorely missed. Rest in peace, Chaz. Well, we're back from our break. <laughs> our retreat break is unlike any other break. Uh, you think you've braked before? You've broken before? <laughs> Have you ever braked? I've never broken. Okay. I am never we all, broken. We all break down. We all break down. God, I, I hate myself. I have, sobbed, I have sobbed recently, too. To the, the promise, promise video. video. Yeah, I heard. I told you about that. Well, right? you're bringing that up, so I guess we can talk about it. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't want to embarrass you. Thank you. Thank you for... By pointing that out, but I did see your post. Yeah. What, um, what was yeah, it? I don't even want to talk... Well, yeah, let's get there. I want to talk about, like, what what you were responding to but first of all like what made you go watch the promise video in the first place that seems like an interesting choice i was just wanting to see tori amos videos and it's as far as the most recent videos go since sort of fairy tale where her video career kind of stalled um i feel promise is what is not one of the worst ones like we've had flavor we've had promise we've had troubles lament Mm -hmm. they're fine troubles lament and promise aren't bad you know, they're good. She looks mm-hmm. great. And I don't know. I was just watching it. I was just watching it, David. Just watching it. Giving it a look-see. We're not here to talk about that, though. We're here to talk about London Girls. All right. Okay. Do you remember the first time you heard London Girls? I do. Maybe not the very first time, but I remember it just being, you know, a part of the general Boys for Pele experience as these songs were being unveiled to me one by one. One by one. These silly songs. One by one. Did you have a feeling about it one way or the other? I really enjoyed that. I mean, I'm sure this is very commonplace at the time, but Tori was one of the only, if not the only artists who when she did a cover, she would never change the gen- the gender pronouns. Right, which I appreciate. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, you know, I love that. I'm like, yeah. she's obviously secure yeah, as exactly. one should be to not something yeah. do something goofy like, oh, I have to change this to London boys. boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or or a queen of pain. Right. I'm the queen of pain, <laughs> Alanis. I'll never forgive you for that. So I love that. And I love the belting at the end, mm-hmm. which again is very indicative of this era. Yes. The song, the song's fun. So London Girls is a Chaz and Dave tune. It's rocket. It's rockney. 
Rockney on the Rock. Rockney. And I was saying earlier, to me, they kind of seem Sorry. like a British. They might be giants. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, they yeah. might be English. They might be. <laughs> they might be giant Englishmen. But Rockney, I love that because it absolutely sounds like pub sing-along music. Well, that's Rockney. exactly what it is. So. Hello. <laughs> governor. Hello, governor. We're embarrassing ourselves. <laughs> oh no. Cheerio. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Um, if you believe that I was British, I, I hate to break it to you, I'm American. Could you tell? I just dropped my mug. <laughs> In shock. <laughs> so London Girls is a 1983 single from Chaz and Dave that reached number 63 on the UK chart. So mm. it's, yeah, like it's not unknown, this song. There was a video. A Chaz and Dave video, you mean? Right. Yes. Which we'll post to our show notes page. I, I love me a good pub pub sing-along. You, your new favorite genre, Rockney. Rockney! <laughs> okay. So for Tori, it originally appeared on her 1996 single, Cod Light Sneeze, mm-hmm. the UK edition. A lot of the B-sides from this album, but particularly these covers, sort of balance out the heaviness mm-hmm. of the Boys for Paley material. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. And... I love that this is sort of in the same vein of a leather, a wrong band, a Mr. Zebra, something that I think Tori does well. Yeah. And harkens back to her lounge, her lounge days. Um, well, here's a quote from Take to the Sky magazine in May 1996, or the fanzine, you know, Take to the Sky, um, when the question was, why the Chaz and Dave covers? And Tori laughs. Laughs. Oh, <laughs> you simple man. Well, the guys were singing a lot of Chaz and Dave during the making of this record. She's talking about BFP. Well, the guys would sing Mustn't Grumble, and I would go, who does the grumble song? And they said Chaz and Dave, and I asked them to show me more stuff that they did. I heard London Girls, and that's what I like, Mick, and I just said, roll tape, guys. Press the red button. I wrote down the lyrics so fast, then just went in and cut them. It kind of became about, you know, I just started when I heard London Girls. I took it from Marlene Dietrich's standpoint. I was seeing the bombs drop on England, and I just saw myself as this German cabaret dyke who kind of fell in love with these women who were running from these bombs that were being dropped. I didn't have a very political viewpoint in my mind. I wasn't thinking about the Nazis. I was just thinking about the idea that these women had this fortitude and how beautiful they were. I kind of just took on this personal vision of myself that's like, you know, a German dyke cabaret singer. And I sang it from that perspective. And that's what I like, Mick, of course. I sang from the perspective of moldy cheese. Jeez. She was always strange little girlsing us, she even when we was. didn't know yeah. what was happening. This is, oh, my God. This is the birth of the reigning blood lesbian. I kind of think so. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Why didn't we get a covers album from the perspective of cheese, though? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good a very question. Strange little crudité. Um, there's also another quote from Marcel von Limbeek. You want to read that? Sure. Okay. Chaz and Dave were one of my first regular monitor engineering gigs after I moved to England in 1991. We played nearly every bingo hall in London. I hardly spoke any English at the time, but they made me and the rest of the crew come on stage and sing backing vocals on one of their songs. Mark and I did plenty of Chaz and Dave gigs together long before we'd even heard of Tori Amos. She's even recorded two of their songs. That's what I like, Mick, and my personal favorite, London Girls. That's what he wrote on Facebook in July 2017. Mm-hmm. Recently. From a Facebook post. <laughs> Marcel's favorite is London Girls. London Girls. And another reason why I love this is because I think Tori has always done a pretty good job of bringing balance. And even though Boys for Paley is so about her perspective and being a scorned woman, she has like a nod to these pub songs that are the favorites of like the men on her crew. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at mm-hmm. it. I think she does have these 
fun sides that we rarely see, especially in such a serious era as Boys for Pele. But this is definitely her having a little bit of fun. Sure. Before we can do a line by line. <laughs> no. Oh, should we do a line by line? No. Although, who sings about Deutsch girls? Does anyone really? Some people do, but who are these people? Yeah. That Chaz and Dave. <laughs> what a hoot. What a hoot. A rock knee. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and get Priya on the line, yeah? Okay. She's an actual London girl. Right. And we'll get to ask when yeah. we were on tour. Priya did pick up the tap. Well, we got margaritas one night, and Priya bought me a margarita. Ooh, just once. So she, well, she, you know, she okay. had a pound All right, to buy the round. Turn. Here we'll be back with Priya Sen to school us on what it's like to be a London girl. Some people sing about Deutsch girls and girls from California. They might be alright for a night, alright, but don't trust them, I warn ya. I've been to the east and I've been up west and I've been the world around. But I ain't seen none more anywhere else than girls in London town. So give me a London girl every time. and gentlemen i am back and i have on the line an official official london girl i'm talking to priya who i met on tour in 2017 in philadelphia hi priya hey how's it going ah you hear that accent she's british here's a question (laughs) do you love london girls the song is it your personal anthem uh no no (laughs) well okay good we're starting there so when Priya and I met, she gave it to me straight. Do you remember what you said when we met, Priya? Mm, I rem- no, not exactly. You said something like, I love the show, but I have notes for you. And then you gave me notes. Uh, but what were the notes? Yeah, I can't that remember. sounds I- like me. What were the notes? <laughs> well, I remember I'd been listening to the show um, while it was in Europe. And you kept saying, saying something about Brexit. And I was like... Brexit hasn't even happened yet, and it still hasn't happened, I mean, any day now. But, yeah, I think I had some other notes about you'd, you'd stop talking about what she was wearing That's and things right. like that. Which, That's what it yeah. was. Yes. <laughs> I needed to paint yeah, a, it sounds like me yeah, giving feedback. That I needed to paint a, a better visual picture of, of what she was wearing <laughs> and, like, the shoes and, like, go through that whole thing because people want to know. Yes, that's what it was. And then if yeah. you, if you yeah. listen back, I, can, I started to do that again. Good work. <laughs> It's okay. You can send me the check later. Okay, I will. Um, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I guess. But... <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it works out. And I hope these don't offend you. So we know that Chaz and Dave think that London girls are the best in the world, but who do you think are the best boys or girls in the world? Gay boys, definitely. The best boys. <laughs> what, uh, London uh, boys? London boys. I like, I like Americans quite a lot. 
Really? I, I, I studied I studied in America for a year, and I I do have a soft spot for Americans. What What about them? I guess us. <laughs> what about us? Well, Is it our president? Uh, well, no, I'm not into him so much. But um, <laughs> most Americans, too, I think people from foreign countries are like people in the movies, hmm. if you know what I mean. Like when I first lived in America, it just felt like I was in a permanent movie set. Really? Yeah. Wow. Did, do you like our accents or do you find them abrasive? Um, well, they differ, don't they? Depends where you are in America. Do you like the southern accent? <laughs> I do like the southern accent. Is that kind of like me? Because I love Cockney. Do you? Well, but, what's the equivalent of Cockney in America? I don't know. I don't think. I think that would be like think, Deep South. Maybe. I'm not so sure. Can you do a Maybe. Cockney accent? Um... <laughs> Welcome to the world's most uninformed interview of any British person ever. <laughs> um, have you ever darned any socks? Nope. Or washed and mended any trousers? Uh, yeah, I may have done that. Are you offended that. by Chaz and Dave's portrayal of London women? No. Do you love Chaz and Dave? Don't know them. Oh, they're not the national I... songsters of Britain? I mean, I know of them. I don't know them personally. But unfortunately, I think Chaz died last he, year. He did. He passed away. Uh, yeah, I think if you're my generation, y- you definitely know who Chaz and Dave are. They were really popular when I was a kid. They like were? when I was really young. Did yeah. you know about them before Tories did the cover? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Definitely. So they were just kind of like your your birthright. Kind of. Like they were on top of the pops and they had a couple of big hits. Oh. Rabbit was a big hit. Do you know Rabbit? Rabbit? I don't know, but we'll play it right after this interview. You should, yeah. It's a good one. Can you tell me what muckabout means? It means um, fool around kind of thing. But not fool around in a sexual way, just kind of like fooling around. Oh, okay. So they won't muck about. When you've gone out with the geezer from the house next door means they probably won't, like, get upset if you go hang out with the geezer. Yeah. What is a geezer? It's just an old man, right? It doesn't have to be an old man. Geezer could be any any guy, really. Really? But, but it implies... I guess it implies... I don't know if it does imply anything. A geezer's just a guy you might refer to as... as any man as a geezer but but if they're like if they're a bit cockney as well you might say oh he's a bit of a geezer what's the translation what's the like american version would you say like a of a geezer like a dude no like a no like someone who's a bit of a a wheeler dealer kind of oh like a player a little bit i don't know i'd have to i'd have to look up urban dictionary to see what (laughs) the true meaning is this is, my, have, this is my interpretation. We would have looked it up on Urban Dictionary, but we thought an interview would be better. <laughs> it's going very well. Oh, how wrong you were. <laughs> I'm going to clear up some things about England that I just don't understand. And hopefully you can clear these things up for okay. us and our audience. I'll do my best. Okay. First of all, I've been on tour in London and I've been all throughout your fine country. How come you guys never went to the Euro? Um, You'd have to... Ask someone Margaret a bit Thatcher. cleverer than me about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I think because the pound was pretty strong and has always been quite strong, and um, I guess it would make it harder for us to leave. <laughs> mm. <laughs> May have been the thinking at the time. Um, did you see The Light Princess? Of course I did. I saw it three times. Was it amazing? It was amazing, yeah. Rosalie Craig was amazing, but I imagine it would be difficult to get many... 
actors to be able to perform like she did. Yeah, probably. Like, how how do they make her fly? She was kind of hanging from strings, but equally there was like these people in black, dressed in black, and they were like kind of lifting her up, and she was climbing on them and all sorts of things like that. And she was singing at the same time, doing all that those acrobatics. It was amazing. Did you know? So when you do eventually come to visit um, at the National, you can go and watch the Light Princess because they have it in archives so you can make an appointment and go and watch it oh my god i didn't know that but you know what i suspected that because you can they have play scripts of everything they've done and i i remember when i was doing research for i was directing carol churchill's the striker and i was like how in the world did they do this opening sequence and i found Mm. out that they have everything on video yeah. And that you can go, you can go watch the like in their vault. You can like go and watch it, but you can't take, you know, you can't take anything out. You can't borrow anything. That's no. right. I forgot. Oh my god. Yeah. So when are you coming? Um, Let's make soon. an appointment. Soon now. Um, are you a good cook? I'm a really good cook. Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. Oh. How do you think I maintain this beautiful figure? Hey, um, I love it. How come you've never cooked for me? Because you haven't been over to visit. That's true. Can you explain the Union Jack to me? (laughs) I believe it's an amalgamation of the flags of England, Scotland and Wales all together. Well, it's not Wales, really, because Wales has got a dragon on it. Oh, yeah, something like that. What does taking the piss out of something mean? It means taking the mickey. Do you know what that means? That's even... No, I've never even heard that. (laughs) (laughs) It means... um, making fun of oh if you're, if you're t- it doesn't also mean that it also means so if you said to me Priya I'm coming to London tomorrow I'd be like oh you're taking the piss so it means oh like shut up you're, no you're not yeah shut up you're joking yeah that kind of thing what is one thing that you despise about the American language American English I hate how they call British people Brits <gasps> I hate that a lot. I've done that yeah, I don't like that. I don't like how Americans call a lot of things by their brand name rather than the actual object. Ooh, like what? You know what I mean? Like Band-Aid and uh, <laughs> Hoover. Oh, we when... do. I've never called anything a Hoover, though. It's like a vacuum cleaner. What do you cleaner. call that? A vacuum cleaner. Yeah, vacuum yeah. Cleaner. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Band-Aid. Or, what would you call um, a Band-Aid? A plaster. A plaster? Yeah. That's perhaps the most shocking part of this interview. <laughs> a plaster? <laughs> That's absurd. Well, Band-Aid is just the name of a company. It's not the name of a thing. See, I think Americans have understood that that language evolves over time. Whereas I feel like the English are so... They're older. They're more mature. They're set in their ways. They don't really like change. They're like your older uncle or aunt. Is, would you agree with that? Yeah. Would you agree with that assessment? We're a little bit more sophisticated, maybe. Oh yes, we're, well, a we're bit young. More refined. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cold. You know, I, I I wouldn't like to represent all of Britain, and I, I wouldn't like to say anything you know derogatory about Americans. As I, I said before, I love Americans. Does it frustrate you when people do British accents and they do them poorly, but we think they're amazing, like actors <laughs> in movies? We're like, oh, she really got in that part. And you're like, no, the accent was terrible. I think nowadays, for the most part, they're a lot better than back in the Mary Poppins day. But um, uh, Lynn manuel Miranda didn't do a very good job in the new Mary Poppins either, I don't think. 
How can you call a subway a tube? Because uh, it's, it, it, I mean, physically, it, it is a tube, isn't it? I mean, but it's a subway. Subway is just, it's a, quite a broad term, isn't it? Subway can also be a sandwich, according to you guys. Ooh, checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, is, um, what does scrummy mean? It means someone, if you're saying it in, with regard to a person, it means their heart. Like good-looking. Oh, good looking. oh scrummy. Like scrumptious. Mm. Oh, I get it. Like scrumptious. Mm. Scrummy. Yeah. Okay, okay. What's the difference between a bloke and a geezer? <laughs> Not much, really. A bloke is a very much... You could call any guy a bloke. But if someone... If, a, if you're referring to a bloke who's a bit of a geezer, he's a bit more of a... I have to go back to Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Well, this has been so informative. <laughs> Priya, thank you for letting us take the piss out of you. <laughs> Priya, okay. thank you for being such a good sport. Can you My please pleasure. tell people where to find you online if they wanted to follow you? Um, you can find me on Instagram, and my handle is at Prielzebub. Which is so clever. You like that, don't you? I do. I thought it was perfect. When I first saw it, I thought, what a perfect handle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Take All right. care. You too. I'll talk to you soon. You okay. Bye. Bye. You got a beautiful chin. You got beautiful skin. You got a beautiful face. You got taste. Insightful. I had no idea London girls had it so good. <laughs> I mean, we kind of did. They're I all mean, yeah. good cooks and they got good looks. Yeah. What more do you want, really? Yeah. I mean, I've been to London, though. I've had English food. Are they all good cooks? No. My, my food must have been cooked by men. That's probably what was happening. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Should we have done a line by line? Mm. What's your favorite lyrical moment? Well, I mean, I guess this sort of t- well, not really ties into the live version because it's on the studio, too. But the actual lyrics in the Chaz and Dave version are she'll darn your socks and wash and mend your trousers. Right. But let's let's consider Tori's version for a second where she clearly like makes this oddly sexual. Yeah. And seems to imply that they'll wash your penis. Right. I guess. Right. I think during the live section we should do a montage of all the little, I little do things too. she does there. Okay. I do too. That's also my favorite lyrical moment by okay. the way. Just wanted you to know. How much your favorite musical moment? Um, just you know the final "Give me a London girl, give me a London yeah. girl, bar <laughs> every little time." Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Once you belt it, mm-hmm. okay, good. Yeah. Okay, we're on the same page. 
these B-side episodes are cake. <laughs> these things write themselves. <laughs> um, okay, so Tori and has performed London Girls plenty of times throughout her career, more than you would expect. Far more than I would expect. Far more than you would expect. So let's start with 96. So she's performed, she performed this song 20 times on the Do Drop In tour. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You want to hear the first time she ever did it? Yes. It was March 6th, 1996 in Wolverhampton, England. But unfortunately, I can't play it for you because people just didn't record it. I don't know why. I fell for it again. I almost made a joke. Like, you're not going to ask me if you... I want to hear the first time she recorded it and then say, too bad. Too bad, David. I'm sorry. I wish I could. But the second time she played it was in London, England. And, you know, of course, because that's where the London girls Mm -hmm. come from. That's the mothership of of the London girls. And she played it on March 8th, 1996, which is my friend Amanda's birthday. There we go. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday, Amanda. Okay, so can you believe she played this twenty times and she played Mr. Zebra thirty times? I can't believe it. Just to put put that in perspective. Yeah. So instead of playing any more, like let's just do a montage of her little "I'll darn your socks and I'll wash your wash your." She turns into like um, Beaker, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's play the montage. Here we go. Roll it, Oliver.
here we are in 1978. Tori performed London Girls three times. Guess what she did with it? Did it with the band? Yes. I remember it well. You were there. I was there. In Vegas? Yes. And not on, on the very first time she ever did it with a band? Yeah. On September 24th? Uh-huh. In Vegas? Yeah. She would perform in Vegas one year later to the day for the oh, pay-per-view show. The infamous... The infamous pay-per-view finger-wagging show. Finger-wagging show. Yeah. <laughs> but on 9-24-98, she was doing London Girls. So let's play that. Roll that, Oliver. challenge to get her to perform this i really? think not that she was entirely resistant to it but she'd been promising it to jessen for a while really jessen of the tory tattoos yeah he was oft mentioned particularly like dewdrop in era mm-hmm. he was asking her for this legend and she decided that Legessen. vegas would be the place the right choice yeah. the london girls yes good i'm glad he got what he wanted and there it was that and that job. was an era when there weren't a lot of debuts mm-hmm. and surprises. Mm-hmm. So this really felt like something special. Alamo, Honey, London Girls. Ending with Song for Eric that yeah. night. Yeah. 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 She did it two more times in the 98 tour. And then it kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. You know? How soon after this performance? Because, you know, a lot of times when she, especially if she's going to work up a band arrangement. Right. It well, kind of sticks around. But Yeah. It was already late in the tour by the time she debuted it. Mm-hmm. September 24th, she performed it again October 2nd in Austin. And then only one more time after that in November, November 19th in Durham. Okay. So, yeah. A little spaced out on that last one, but two times kind of back-to-back ish ish but then again we didn't see it again until green bay in 2003 Hmm. that of course was one time only let's play a little of that this was march 26 2003 in green bay wisconsin
if we'd had a baby that night or conceived a baby, it would be getting its learner's permit now. Can you imagine? Um, Our very own little London girl. That's true. Our Londy. <laughs> oh. um, I do find it interesting that she worked up London Girls with a band, though. Mm-hmm. Like that she only would do she only would go on to do it one time on this tour, but that it was with a band. Mm-hmm. So there's obviously some time that's been put into it, into arranging it with the band, or into at least like, you know, working it through during sound check. That's just really interesting to me that she would choose to do this with a band and not solo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then only do it once, I mean. I love Wild Tori during this era when she would, you know, work up songs that were clearly solo with the band, mm-hmm. but then say things like, I can't do voodoo with the band because there was harpsichord on it and I don't right. have the harpsichord. <laughs> A, the harpsichord is barely on the studio version and you did it like almost every show last tour solo on Not piano, on the but nice yeah. try, lady. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Six years would pass before she'd go on to do it again, and she would go on to do it again in London, you know, for the London Where the girls are. Yeah, the mothership, whenever she returns. Um, This was December 2nd, 2009, in London at the Jazz Cafe. Here we go. Roll it, Ollie. wasn't the last time she'd ever do it no no she did it in 2014 august 7th in cleveland heights ohio you want to hear that yes here we go this right you would you would imagine you would mm-hmm. imagine like i don't think she just pulls this out uh, of, but. yeah like she probably forgets that she has it like if someone reminds her and she's feeling in the mood to be sassy mm-hmm. to be a cabaret dyke singer she's like sure i'll play your song and i'll wash her 
Exactly. Um, in 2017, she didn't perform it on the tour, but what's funny is that she went on Jules Holland and performed it on television. And what's interesting about the Jules Holland performance on TV, do you want to know what's interesting about that? Why don't you tell the people what's interesting about that, David? She did it with a band? Yeah. But not her band. But not the band. A band, a band of London people. <laughs> and not even all girls. No. It was very confusing. It's a it's like a horny performance, right. though, right? There's right. saxophones. Right, it was and, horny. Yeah. Did you call this performance horny? I did. Oh, horny. Oh, okay, I got it. Okay, here we go. London girls are the best in the world. There ain't no doubt about it. If you can't find a girl from my London town, you're better off a doing without. They don't create when you come home late and you're crawling up the passage floor. They were so horny. I can't believe those bitches. <laughs> so horny. Hello. Hey. Oh. Fuck me. Oh. Well, I think we're drunk now. This retreat has gone way off course. We need to shape it up. I yeah. don't see why. Yeah, we're supposed to be professionals. I feel professional. People do not like us to talk. This is how I do work always. Is that not how you don't want me to do it? <laughs> your pajama and your pumpkin PJs? Yeah. Yeah. No, you can do that. <laughs> What's your favorite live version? Um, I think my favorite live version would be probably um, with the band in... Uh, no. Yeah, with the band. Yeah. September 24th. 1998. Mm-hmm. Just because it was still cute and sassy, but had the had the boys. If, anyway, if you like what we do, please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash songs of Amos, or you can follow all of our social media at songs of Amos on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you like what we do, sign up for our newsletter so you can hear all about future and upcoming plans. What else, David? What else should they do? Get a London girl. Get find yourself a London girl, babe. Babe. Babe, 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 can babe. I get one girl? Um, we'll be back with the song of the sandwiches. <laughs> the dance of the sandwiches. <laughs> What's your favorite sandwich? That's what we like, Mick. Who's Mick? We'll find out. Who's Mick? I don't know. It all bleeds together in a, when we're in the retreat. Uh, vocal bye. fry. Bye. Maybe she's around the
always got a bound to buy They're around when it's their turn at the bar Drive All Night is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned in this episode, please visit us online at songsoftoryamis.com.